Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, welcome back here to J. Tom Lawler Rink on the campus of Merrimack College with a score at the end of the first period of play. Merrimack leads Northeastern by the score of one to nothing. This first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop into Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Again, happy holidays. John Connolly joins us here from the Boston Herald. Uh, only game in, in the area, I guess, really, uh, this one this afternoon between Northeastern and Merrimack, Jocko, and uh, pretty good pace, I thought, to the to the first period. Not a lot in terms of uh, opportunities for, for either team, but uh, the Merrimack gets the only goal off of a face-off win by Sini to Hennig, and uh, that's the difference right now. Yeah, and I thought, I thought they uh, really uh, gained a lot of confidence once they did score that goal to take the lead. I thought they became more aggressive on their forecheck. Uh, I was doing a little uh, stat checking before the game, and I noticed that over the last four years, Northeastern is 51-17-4 coming in when they scored the first goal. They were only 15-33-10 and, and 10, uh, when the other team scores a goal. So they're quite... You know, a different club when when they uh, when they don't uh, score the first goal. So, having a little trouble here with the old. Well, uh, certainly, as we said, uh, a pretty good uh, first period, I thought, for both teams. I think uh, you know neither team was going to give up that much here, and and you have a case where Northeastern's got an opportunity with a win to move into a tie for first place, and uh, Merrimack, which was down in last place uh, as of a week or two ago, uh, has a chance to finish strong with three wins to close out the semester. So a pretty big game for both teams. Yeah, and I think Merrimack gained a lot of confidence from last week's uh, pair of wins, uh, uh, and I, I think one of the things you have to look at uh, from a not decent standpoint, particularly, is the loss of uh, senior defenseman Garrett Cockerell. Um, he's he's their go-to guy on the on the uh, power play. You know, everybody talks about their great forwards with Gaudet and Sakura and, and Nolan Stevens and so forth. But if you look at the uh, the scoring leaders for Northeastern, Cockerell is their leading assist player with 14, and that's even after he sat out four games uh, on a coach's decision early in the season. So. It remains to be seen what effect uh, that will have on their their power play uh, and their offense uh, the remainder of the season. You know, when you get into the NCAA tournament, if you're fortunate to get that far and you go up against some of these teams like Denver and North Dakota and Wisconsin and so forth, I mean, you need those kind of guys that can really, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, tub thump your offense and get it going. And uh, you know, uh, so if he's not back there in the blue line, that's going to be interesting to see who they get to replace him uh, to make up for that. Yeah, it looked like the first time around there uh, they put the the uh, the transfer Brandon Hawkins out there, and uh, the first unit I thought wasn't really able to get anything going. Second unit more so, but uh, sample size is small, only one opportunity so far. So we'll see what they can do. I wanted to ask you though. Uh, I think you had an opportunity to you talk about Denver. Merrimack goes out there in a couple of weeks. I think you saw them earlier this year when they came east. They played at BU and BC. A, a couple of wins for Jim Montgomery's team. Got a pretty good club there defending their national championship. But what's your take on Denver and, and uh, you know how do you see the matchup between these two teams? What, what will Merrimack have to do to have a chance to have some success out there? Well, I just, I just think they have to play tight tight defense and the goaltending has to really come up big because uh, Denver can really generate a lot of a lot of pressure on you and really uh, come at you from all, all 
facets of their their offense, defense, special teams. So uh, they're, they're certainly one of the better teams, if not the best team that I've seen all year. Uh, I know they lost uh, the, the Hobie Baker winner in Butcher, but uh, they, they when I saw them at BU, uh, you know, they, they didn't miss a beat. They really had BU back on their heels, and, and I think BU was looking a little bit uh, ahead of uh, to trying to get into overtime when they lost four to three. They gave up the, the winning goal with 16 seconds to go. So you can't you can't you have to play 60 minutes against Denver in order to have a chance. Now that being said, I haven't seen Clarkson, but I know a lot of the scouts that I talked to are really very high on the Golden Knights. They they seem to think that Clarkson might be the best team in the country. So they may be just sliding under the radar that nobody's really watching them. So we'll have to keep an eye on the ECAC uh, schedule and how that unfolds. Uh, Boston University, a team that we haven't seen yet, uh, and you know Boston College off to a much better last month or so, especially after a slow start. But this Northeastern team, at least based on what we've seen so far, I think could be the best team in hockey. East. We'll have to see what the loss of Garrett Carkle does to that. But what's, what's your take? Uh, who, who's the top club in hockey East at this point? Well, I, I would think that from what I've seen, I, I think Northeastern has the potential to be the best club. Uh, I think uh, BC obviously got off to a slow start. They were one five and one, I believe. But if you look at the who they played, I mean, they played Denver, they, you know, Denver twice, uh, North Dakota. They played Wisconsin, yeah, St. Cloud. So they weren't, you know, they weren't playing the, you know, the little sisters of the poor. And there's no knock on the little sisters of the poor, but they. Uh, I heard they have a good power play. Yeah, well, you know. They've recruited well, so. But uh, I, I really believe that uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jerry York does a great job. They don't have any seniors. They want graduate transfer, but uh, you know, the, he, he right from the get-go he said he liked this club. They work hard and everything. I think one of their problems, or their, their biggest bugaboo, has been the, the penalty box. They get a lot of minor penalties and it puts them in a hole. I think that's what got them uh, back on their heels big time against uh, Northeastern last weekend. Not with the young team too, which they are. That's true, and and so I think they've got to try to keep their poise and discipline to stay out of the penalty box. But Joe Wall in that gives them a, a big opportunity. I think BU is, is uh, certainly has great potential, great talent. Um, I, I mean, I looked at their top seven defensemen; they were all drafted. So I mean, you know, I think David Quinn's biggest problem is trying to keep everybody happy with uh, playing time and, and and you know who's on on the power play and this and that. It's a tough tough job when you're dealing with you know 18 year olds that are that are probably have one eye on the NHL uh, scoring summaries uh, each each day so uh, um, that's a tough job I, I don't envy him I think he does a great job and I I think a, a credit to him was uh, when they lost at Lowell uh, last Friday night three to two on kind of a fluky goal where the uh, 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 the goalie Jake Ottinger makes a save the rebound comes off the pads hits the back heel of the skate of, of his own defense for skating and slides into the net and yet the following night they turn around and they blow Lowell out nine to three at, at their place so um, you know they're young too and it's it's up and down night to night so it's uh, I don't envy the, the the job that these coaches have it's, it's a tough tough challenge all right Jocko appreciate your time here uh, second period about to get underway uh, what's your take what do you think is being said down there in both locker rooms well I think uh, on both ways I think uh, you know teams have to just tighten up they have to get the puck out of the zone, not try to turn it over. I think uh, this period will be important to see who can control the neutral zone, and, and I think that, that whoever
whoever wins that battle might might be able to generate a little more sustained action and, and could be in the driver's seat. All right, well, it's been a good 20 minutes so far. Hopefully the next two periods are the same. Taco, thanks as always. We appreciate it. Uh, Merry Christmas as well, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Terrific. Thanks a lot. Taco Connolly, Boston Herald, has been our guest here. Score at the end of the first period of play. Merrimack leads Northeastern 1-0. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.